Hi, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast, where you have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And back at you again with another episode. It's been over a month, but um, I've finally back. And um, not that I was up to anything in in particular. Like I'm still kind of lost in this process of kind of figuring things out um, and considering what um, you know, what kind of next moves in terms of career and what to study and and my next steps for the next few years um like there's still a lot of questions but i think what has been important and a big learning curve for me is just to kind of enjoy this process of actually being lost and i think it's it's not a you know totally comfortable feeling to be be feeling um the whole feeling of being lost and i think um you know getting in this mindset of you know, looking at other people, your friends and, and family and um, your own, own expectations and things like that and comparing yourself to that and and just feeling this kind of discontentment with, with yourself. And, you know, you see people with, you know, full-time jobs, people who are married, people are owning houses and driving nice cars and having well, kind of life, quote-unquote, life sorted. And I think it's I think a valuable lesson in that is just kind of realizing that you never know what those people are really going through. Like on the surface may look like they have a nice house, they have their relations going well and, and things like that. But I think um, there's this is really poignant point that someone was talking about that, you know, even if someone's, you know, driving a really nice car, like a Ferrari or Ben's like you don't know if they're like thinking of crashing their car purposely into the next telegraph pole uh, that they can see and so I think the whole thing of just I don't know utilizing different strategies to kind of collect yourself together and to I think practice gratitude of you know how good you actually have it and um I think using you know the privileges you have and being grateful for the things you have to be able to i think create a bit more happiness and create a bit more positivity in in your own situation so that when you um so you're not as you know self-defeating you're not as kind of i don't know down about yourself and i think with a lot of things going on in the moment with the pandemic just spreading um just rapidly in um, in India and, and the war that's going on in, um, <laughs> between Israel and Palestine over, um, some Tennessee issues. And I think just seeing, you know, people <laughs> losing lives needless, needlessly and people losing lives to the pandemic and, um, and things like that. I think, you know, I think gratitude is definitely one of the most kind of like over, maybe like overstated, but under underrated kind of thing like lesson to come out of the pandemic of being grateful for the things you have. And, um, I think it just kind of takes away, you know, the need for comparison takes away the, um, I think the kind of urge to complain about how bad things are. And, um, I think when you have that bigger perspective, it just kind of helps you navigate a lot of things in life. And, uh, which has been fantastic. And, and this whole thing about like being, being lost is like, quite the privileged privileged thing to be in really i think you know you have people in situations where they are living paycheck to paycheck and they are and you know if if they don't you know get the paycheck for that 
you know, that week, <laughs> they, they struggle to eat and um, I'm still in a situation where, you know, I'm still living with parents and, and things like that. And, you know, there are people who are just in jobs that they are totally miserable in or they have bosses that are overpowering and over overbearing and just kind of dump a lot of like workload on them. And, and there's just this unhappiness with work, but you know, it pays the bills, it gets things done. And, um, you know, and especially as the job market's not like fantastic. And I think because COVID can kind of, I don't know, come in and out and you never know what's going to happen. And there's always these kind of like isolated cases from, from place to place that happen in Australia that, you know, things might change and, um, you know, the different policies and guidelines change as well. And so it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so, you know, if you're people who are in jobs that they, you know, particularly hate that, you know, they have to stick it out because, you know, they might just be unleashed into this really uncertain kind of job market. And, um, and so, you know, that, that's a necessity for them to, to stick it out, even though they, they might hate it. And, um, I think maybe, you know, upon reflection, maybe I'm just being a bit too idealistic with, you know, finding, trying to find things that I enjoy. And I think maybe just having to, you know, know what it feels to stick it out in in a job that's not fantastic or you know we're not treated um as you know an individual i suppose um but i think you know everything kind of happens for a reason Ugh, sound all hippie saying that but um i think you know now that this is the, this is the decision that I've made, like I'm trying to make the best out of it. And I think this whole process of being lost is just kind of this, it just kind of gives you the space to kind of, um, to breathe and to think and to, I think, like see where my heart's actually kind of pulling myself towards and what it's actually kind of, um, you know, attracted to in, in terms of work and things and, and ways that I want to contribute to, to the world. And, um, and so it just kind of gives you some space to, to listen to your heart and, and body, which is, I think just a really wonderful thing. And I think definitely, you know, a few years ago, I'd never think this way, but, um, yeah, I think it's been good to, yeah, be able to grow and to, I think, I don't know, like embody these perspectives so that I can kind of, I think, walk the silver lining each time with each, um, kind of, you know, obstacle or thing that thing that happens to me, um, in the world. And, um, I think, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, for me in this process where I really have to just make the most of each day, like, um, I think, you know, going back into the podcast, is just something that can, um, keep me going. And I'm not as worried as I was before about, you know, trying to make an income from podcasting. I don't know. That's something, you know, further down the line that maybe that's a possibility, but you know, I'm only 78 episodes deep. And so that's really nothing in the, in the whole scheme of things where people are you know, podcasting two or three times a week or, um, every day and they're hustling way harder than me and they, they would deserve the income. And so, um, I need to, you know, hold my horses, see where I'm at and then, um, reevaluate and maybe, um, you know, make a schedule and, and make things more structured and, and I don't know. And 
yeah, more, more kind of research. So I know how to make this something that can generate some income, but like enough about, <laughs> enough about that. Um, but I think in this time off has just been really good. I think I've, um, it really kind of pains me to say it. Um, but <laughs> I've like developed this kind of like joy for reading and, um, and I think I've talked about it in, in previous, previous episodes of just, yeah, just kind of ordering like too many books and, and just, yeah, like slowly going through them and learning a lot uh, with each of them. And I think, uh, like if you're someone who's been listening and kind of knows me a bit or someone who already knows me a bit, um, like, you know, that I'm someone who tends to overthink and, and like has this issue of, I think my brain, my mind just kind of creating these really damaging narratives that I really believe, like I truly believe in embody those beliefs. Um, and those beliefs are usually kind of worst case scenario and very detached from reality. And, um, it's not helpful at all for, for me or the person that that's involved. Um, and it, it played out in, you know, the fallout of my relationship and, and, and it plays out a lot in, I guess, like trying new things and, um, like currently I'm working on like writing a book, kind of like summarizing all, well, kind of a summary, but I think, um, picking the highlights of, I think all the kind of big lessons and things that I've learned throughout this process, like into a book, like into some kind of form. And so I think really, um, I think, yeah, I think just branching out and having courage to try something like that. And, um, but I think with trying something new and kind of branching myself out and extending myself in that way, like there's so much uncertainty and fear and anxiety and stress about it because it's kind of like, as I put hours upon hours into this book each day, as I chip away at it and write a little bit each day, like I, like in the back of my mind, like this belief that no one cares, this belief that no one's going to read and no one's going to buy it. And this is just going to be a, be a massive waste of time. I think that every time I open up the word document to, to write, like those thoughts are the ones that are ruminating around. Like I try to push them aside, like, you know, listen to a bit of like, I don't know, classical music or something kind of like a, like a bit of like soft music, um, to, to not think about it too much. And, um, so that I can just keep writing and not, and not try to think, um, too much or let those thoughts kind of take any, any hold or any power. Um, but, but it is, it is, um, it is crazy to, to realize how convincing those beliefs are. And I think what, what is, what I've found really helpful is the whole thing of, of reading, um, you know, reading different, like books with different things. So the stuff on like science and diet and exercise and stuff around psychology and self-help and improvement and, and kind of philosophies and, and things like that and psychology as well. Um, I think it's just uh, like when you, when you're kind of diving deep into reading, I think you just, you just enable yourself to be, um, like just to embody someone else's voice for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, two hours that, that I read. And it's just this wonderful thing to be able to just kind of take, take myself out of myself. Um, take me out of myself. So I'm not occupied with those really damaging thoughts. And I can kind of let someone else's voice kind of 
take rein for a little bit. Um, and I, I think that's been a really, really helpful strategy for me. And, and, and like, it's not one that's really talked about because, you know, when you talk about, you know, uh, like depressive or an- anxious thoughts, you're thinking medication and thinking psychotherapy, you're thinking maybe exercise or diet or medication and, and all these different things. And I think there's this, whether it's like, I know it doesn't get to the core of the issue, um, reading, um, you know, because you can read all sorts of different things and what won't really deal with the core problem, but I think it's a much healthier masking agent or, um, I don't know if you want to think in terms of injury, like it's a nice kind of, I don't know, cream or salve to kind of provide a lot of comfort, um, for the injury. And, um, I think it's a lot effective than other methods like, you know, alcohol and, um, I don't know, or being addicted to your negative emotions and, and, and feeding that, um, because emotions are something that you can get addicted to because when it becomes like a default or kind of a habit that you, you go to when, you know, when times are stressful or times are difficult, you might, you might feed off those really negative emotions. And I, I know that that's part, been part of my, um, habits and part of my patterns. And so it's something that I lend to, and that just kind of makes things more depressing, even though it does feel good of like just wallowing in sadness and, and depression. But, um, yeah, like the, <laughs> but it just ends up just making things worse. And, um, and so I think reading's just been a wonderful thing, um, to navigate that and been able to read some interesting stuff and, you know, stuff that really challenges me like intellectually and, and stuff I never thought about and, um, and different, you know, theories of psychology and different kind of, um, ways to see the world as, you know, been reading stuff on, um, you know, setting boundaries recently and just realizing all the kind of like practical things you can do to kind of, um, just kind of care for yourself and you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to people please, you know, um, you can, kind of, you know, respectfully communicate these differences or things to ask of people or the, you know, the lines you, you draw, um, yeah. And it's, it's out of self-respect and, um, you know, and it just kind of brings up all these lessons from, I don't know, just me a few years ago where I would just, you know, I'll just say yes to anything, even though it came at the cost of my time and energy that I didn't have to spend. And, um, and really kind of drain me and, um, all to kind of please other people. And, um, and yeah, like that, that, that has been like super helpful just to be a bit more like mature and, and grown up and be a bit more courageous to, to say no to things, which, um, which I really don't want to go to and, um, and, and being okay with that. Um, and so that will be a thing for me going forward and, and been reading stuff on anthropology and, and kind of like politics as well. And, and so it's just been eye opening in different ways. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I'd never really thought it, uh, I think I talked about this before of just like how I was really, um, not with it in terms of like English, like creative writing and reading and things like that. And how I never kind of read, you know, my, you know, prescribed texts like fully, like, um, like Hamlet. I think, I think I will, maybe I don't want to talk too soon, but it's like, I think 
all the kind of themes and metaphors and all the kind of imagery is something I probably really enjoy if I was to kind of revisit like Hamlet and, and Shakespeare and, and visit all the themes and um, how all these themes are just kind of like universal to, to humanity, like no matter how, you know, enlightened we feel and um, how smart we think we are, like we can't escape all these things of, you know, inaction and action and, um, you know, despair, tragedy and, and grief and, and things like that. And like, I think I would much, I would appreciate the kind of like literary genius, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, year 12 was 10 years ago. And <laughs> so I can't, I can't redo that. Um, which, but I do have recurring nightmares that I am, <laughs> I am sitting in the HSC again, just, I don't know, because I don't know, maybe just subconsciously of wanting to do better at English, you know, to get a bit of ATAR, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, just unresolved trauma, um, <laughs> I suppose. But anyway, I digress. um and so yeah like writing has been a been a joy and I think when I like as I work on this book it's been interesting to to look back and be like wow like these (laughs) these words are coming out of my mouth slash mind and um it's kind of fascinating because it's kind of like hey like this is you know (laughs) this is not half bad it's not um you know, I think someone with some sort of brain would enjoy this, <laughs> would, would be okay reading this. And, and so it, it's been, a, a, I think, a very, <laughs> I think you can definitely measure progress from here. And uh, like, yeah, like I heard from a friend who's a teacher at my um, previous school and say that, you know, he's got access to like, how HSC like marks and all the questions and stuff. Like I would, I would kind of like to see, um, you know, how I went with that English exam and how much I would cringe at, you know, the stuff I wrote and and that creative writing piece I wrote about a leaf and how that kind of, yeah, I would just kind of laugh really hard at it probably. But I think that's a good, you know, 10 years is a good kind of, time frame to measure progress with and and it'll be fascinating i don't know if i should ask him but i don't know because he listens to this podcast so oh my gosh anyway i can't can't be bothered to undo that part but if he hears this um yeah maybe who knows (laughs) i'll have a look at my essays back in year 12 um but yeah i yeah, and there, there's other things that that happened as well, and and <laughs> don't know whether to share, but whatever. I think it was it was an unfortunate accident. I, it was really funny. Um, like I've had a I don't know almost two year hiatus away from from church. Um, I think if you yeah revisit a few episodes back, it, it was just kind of like oh this is after all the fallout and a lot of broken like friendships and relationships. And I've just burnt bridges and just left. Um, this is a church I went to for the past 18 years and, um, just took some time off. And I think recently I was, I think just slowly introducing myself back into little like Bible studies and little kind of cell groups or little community, community groups, um, as people would call them. And, um, like it was good to be back and, 
um, and see people and, and say hello and, and whatnot. But I think the passages that we talked about was in Esther about like how a lot of things were seemed like coincidences, but they were all kind of like sovereign under God. Like God was, you know, under control of all of it. And it was all the whole thing of like, you know, everything happens for a reason and kind of in the Christian context of, you know, God's sovereign over all of them and everything. And so everything has a purpose to it. And then it was, it was like the next day, um, that I was just hanging around a shopping center and I don't know, it was just at night and I, like, I see my ex, um, and, and she's with another person. She's with, you know, another boyfriend, another partner. Um, and, I think like, I don't know. I don't think she saw me, but I, like I saw them and it was, yeah, like that induced quite the physiological response. Um, I started hyperventilating. I had heart palpitations and, um, yeah, I was struggling to breathe, um, a little bit, but it wasn't out of like, oh my gosh, like how could she, um, like, because of how things fell out and ended with her, like she can do whatever she wants. Like that's, that's fine. Um, I, like I know it wasn't that it wasn't that. And I think after a couple hours of kind of calming down and, and having to think about it and reflecting upon it, I think, um, it was just all these, I think this whole evolutionary thing, um, of our brains and what it does to protect us is, is, is like evidence of that. Um, I think it, because it felt, it was just new information, right? There's so much uncertainty with that. It was just kind of like all these stories were flying, all these thoughts were flying around, you know, after I saw that, um, and the brain just defaulted into this fight or flight kind of, you know, response. And, um, and usually it's usually like freeze or avoid for me. And so, you know, it just defaulted into that. And, and another way of protecting is just kind of like shutting myself off and, um, and not really <laughs> responding or functioning correctly. And, and yeah, like, I think when I thought about, you know, why I would potentially be feeling that way. And, um, I think all these, these kind of thoughts rushed in of all these kind of immature ways to, to view things of like, oh, you know, she's, um, like I'm so miserable in my life right now. And, you know, she's found happiness with another guy already. Like, and it's like, objectively it's been almost two, it has been two years. And so she can do whatever she wants. Um, like our paths have, you know, split off like what her decisions, her path has nothing to do with me. Like it shouldn't really be a thing. Um, but I think, um, I think subconsciously I'm still wrapped in the whole notion that happiness is found in a relationship and, um, and you know, it's a societal thing as well of, you know, people are married and happily ever after and, um, you know, people who are single are just miserable and, and lonely and, you know, crying out for help, <laughs> I suppose. And, uh, yeah, like I think knowing that is just kind of, has been liberating to, I think identify that, um, as a, a thing that, 
you know, I held on to subconsciously. And, you know, I know now with clarity and, and hindsight that it really isn't the case. Um, you don't, you don't know if it's happiness <laughs> on her end of things. And, you know, I would have known from, you know, my own experience that being in a relationship doesn't mean you're, you know, happy doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy, um, or enjoying, enjoying life. And, you know, it could be like a coping mechanism. It could be whatever. Um, and, and yeah, so the, there's that. And so there was that, that idea. And the other idea was just, I think it was just a reminder of all the, you know, shame, regret and, and guilt that I had with, you know, how things ended with her because I you know, couldn't have, you know, closure and didn't have a proper conversation to kind of have closure. But I think as I, you know, as I learned, it's just kind of like closure is not, you know, necessarily needed for, for healing and you know if her boundary is you know never talk to me again like respect that and move on and that's that's a closure you need and um yeah i think i know that my body has a response when i'm reminded of you know past failures and how much of us of a screw up i was and all the kind of ways that i kind of abhor myself and the stuff that i hate about my former self and when that gets brought back up i like i think yeah, my, my body just does some weird things physiologically. Um, and, and yeah, like, I think it was quite, um, yeah, it was, it was quite troubling for, for a few hours and, and had to kind of call a friend to just kind of like debrief a bit. And, and just after a bit of time, I was just kind of like, well, this is, yeah, it's definitely an overreaction. And, um, I think just also just accepting and allowing that to be a normal, normal response because, um, yeah, it is, it is tough. Um, even though I've been working hard at my stoic patience and being more level headed and being more objective and being more over like just controlling my thoughts and actions and not letting externalities kind of stress me out or, you know, create excess stress and, and fear and anxiety. I think just, I think a lot of growing up is, is just, I think, accepting, um, facts and accepting feelings and, and just like sitting in it and feeling it. Um, like it's super uncomfortable, uh, to sit while you have palpitations and, and you're breathing, you know, shallow breaths and, and <laughs> things like that. But I think it does, it does get better over time. Like, I think when you realize, you know, you're, you know, when you still ground yourself, you're like, okay, I'm in a familiar place. I'm, I'm still standing. I'm, I'm still breathing. I'm still alive. You know, all the stuff of meditation and mindfulness, when you kind of employ those things, you kind of calm down. And, and so you don't kind of exacerbate that physiological response and you just kind of accept and kind of sit in it. I think that's, um, because, you know, we want to be gone and be rid of pain straight away like as soon as it kind of comes up we want to get rid of it straight away we you know go for the panadol or neurofin like zavance and optizorb um like the strongest panadol they have in ford um but i think you know when it comes to say like emotions and and the ones that get stirred up i think it's important to sit in it and accept it and be mindful of it 
um, and and find ways to to learn um, you know about yourself and learn how you can deal and, and cope with it better and you know see what strategies work to help you kind of return back to you know normalcy like to where you feel like yourself again um, and these are all these kind of like you know meditative practices that people talk about you know a lot and I'm sure people just kind of gloss over it and just like okay it's just some yogi we- weird stuff and uh, it's like uh, all this breathing and you know think about the things you can see but it's just like no like you practice it so you know in in these times where some something might be triggering or something kind of riles you up like you can employ those things and because they're well practiced you won't have to struggle you know you won't take as much time to employ those strategies um yeah so that you can help yourself cope and, and deal with that situation a lot better um yeah like i don't, I don't know what she was doing <laughs> over in my neck of the woods but like i think just reminded of that bible study lesson of like things aren't you know things don't happen just by coincidence and there is reason for um this happening and there is methods of the madness and there i think it's under you know in the you know christian theological framework like this is under god's sovereign god's sovereignty and this this has a purpose um to serve and i think i don't know like i won't fully see it I, i'm learning lessons along the way um you know the stuff i just talked about and um i think it just kicked me into gear of i think yeah just focusing on myself and the stuff i talked about just being grateful and and really being i think not focusing on others quote-unquote happiness um but really just focusing on yourself and and try to find what's what (laughs) what's working for you and what resonates with you instead of um, comparing yourself to you know societal standards or your standards or um, your former partner's standards and expectations because it doesn't it you know because they objectively don't matter anymore um, but you know we find reasons to make them matter and, and you know it just places a burden on your kind of emotional capacity to to deal with them and and that's been a fantastic learning point um, and yeah, to have just gone through it and just kind of realized that about myself and learn about myself and then, and just kind of continue reading, um, and just not letting those thoughts overtake me anymore. And, um, I've accepted it. I've gone through it. All right. Just continue as I am and, um, think about this, you know, the things I could learn through, through reading and, um, you know, and that's just bringing me so much more joy than the relationship. Uh, like it's a lot more growth. Um, I think I'm growing a lot more through reading than, than in my relationship because I think it was just because it was like a codependent relationship and it was just, I went in with the mindset of just, I'm sending traffic one way. Like it's just me to her and then fingers crossed for reciprocation. Um, like in terms of growth and development, I've grown so much more being alone and single and, and reading and investing time in, in writing and, 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 and all sorts and, and being lost. Like I'm learning a lot more about myself in, in this period. Um, 
and being a lot more kind of like comfortable in my own skin and and who I am and and things like that, which has been a really wonderful thing. And um, I think when I have the means to, I'll you know love to yeah just go go <laughs> go places on my own just to like just to sit like out in nature or something <laughs> for like a weekend hopefully um and and just sit and just you know put the phone away and and just sit and be and be present and and see where that kind of goes and i think that'll be really fascinating and interesting to do sometime soon um but yeah like i think when i have the means to and and the kind of facility and resources to um hopefully i get to do that soon and can podcast about it later but um i think yeah i think that's a good place to probably like um wrap it up and end, end things there um thank you so much for listening if you're still listening um to this episode appreciate each and every one of you uh, for listening and, and tuning in um, hopefully I'll be making a bit more frequent episodes now that I'm kind of back into the swing of things and um, I think just realizing I think yeah that with this freedom and time that I have that I can use it in a more productive way and um, and also on a selfish note I should probably you know start posting things so that I can you know start making a bit of like hype and um, bit of commotion around my book coming out. I, I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, trying to get it done by the end of the year, maybe like October, November. Um, but I think it's, it's really exciting. It's something that, you know, I, you know, I've been working on for the past year or, or so. Um, and, and so, um, it'll be, it'll be fascinating and I'm, you know, yeah, I'm really keen to see how this all pans out and, and how it goes. Like, even if I only sell like two or three or even zero, um, I think, you know, the whole courage of putting myself out there, um, is, is a huge win. Um, it's a little win objectively, but like, to me, it's a huge win and it's something that I'll, that I'll celebrate and, and, you know, really, I don't know, go out and <laughs> eat some nice K barbecue or something. Uh, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, it's something that I'm, I'm actually like interested in and like, it's something that it's actually like my project and, um, like I've done all this other stuff like thesis and then an undergrad that it, it just wasn't like me. It just wasn't like what I was into. Um, but like, I can safely say that this is something that I, I want to do and, um, you know, um, like <laughs> I still have a, a few nightmares about all the admin stuff about like copyright and, and selling stuff and, um, intellectual property, property and blah, blah, blah. But hopefully they can sort those, I can sort that stuff out, um, soon. But I think in this process, the next few months, it will just be focusing on writing and, and, you know, making something that I can be proud of and, and, and hopefully bring some value to, to someone in, in some way. But, um, you know, stay in tune for that if you, if you came for that. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for listening once again. Um, you know, take your time out of your day, but I'll, I'll leave that there. I want to hold you lo- <laughs> much longer. Um, you know, stay happy and healthy and, and stay safe, especially. And, um, yeah, love and peace to you all. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.